0: Welcome to episode 18 of the Comedy Defect Podcast. My name's Winter Fonander, I'm a comedian... This is episode 18. I didn't think we'd make it to 18 episodes. We're nearly at 20, guys. We're nearly at 20. If you like this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at The Comedy Defect. You can follow me, Winter Phonander, on Twitter, which is at Winter Phonander. If you want to come see my live gig dates, you can find them on my website, which is winterphonander.com. There's the admin out of the way. What has been happening with me? Well, I'm still trying to get all my stuff into my Mrs's house, so we could actually be fully married and, and connected, and I can commit fully to this. Uh, the container is nearly done; we're getting there. I need to get doors. Things are going well. I've just come back from the cinema. I went to see. Uh, Mrs. Peregrine and her peculiar children. It was good. It was good. A lot of plot holes, but yet one of those films yet to kind of take your brain out and not really pick at it. Don't just, don't pick at the scab. It was it was great. No, I really enjoyed it. I did. There was moments in it. I was like, yeah, okay, okay. That wouldn't make any sense. It doesn't have any bearing in the reality of any world whatsoever. And going back in time to change the future creates a paradox in which none of the stuff that would happen in the start of the plot would have happened at the end of the plot. But that's fine. Just stop thinking about it, Winter. It's fine. This um, episode is uh, with Mr. Rick Pistol. I've known Rick for a few years now. He's very funny. He's a promoter. He's a poet. Warrior poet. He is uh, (laughs) MC quite a few gigs I've been at as well. Some really rough gigs as well we've done together. And you're going to really enjoy this episode. If you like this podcast and you want to donate to us, Just find us on Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast and donate as much or as little as you want. But if you can't kick something back to us, just leave us a nice review on iTunes or Podbean because it really helps. I say, this is episode 18 with Rick Pistol. You're really going to enjoy this one. I love talking to Rick. Uh, We talked about a lot of things. Sometimes we talked about James Bond. I have watched all three films now. I'm not going to ruin it. Look, this is Rick Pistol. You can really love this one. Enjoy. Welcome to the Karma Defect. How are you doing, Rick? Are you alright? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me. No, oh, it's a pleasure, man. So what have, been, uh, what have you been doing yourself? I've been working
1: a lot. And what do you work at? I've got a day job. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, what, what is that? Uh, I've been working in drugs for 22 okay. years, on the right side of the law. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Good to yeah. you know. All right. So a mixture of treatment and uh, education. Right. So sometimes i teach professionals like teachers and doctors and nurses and police officers and the like about drugs and then sometimes I work in schools and then at the moment I'm working for a young person's service so I mm. uh, do drug counselling with under uh, 18s really? so that's uh, it's rewarding I bet uh, it? yes it's much better working with teens than it is working with adults okay because there's a bit more hope in them and uh, they tend to uh, touch wood. They tend to drop dead a lot less. Yeah. So uh, it can be very depressing working in adult services. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah I'm but sure. I love working with uh, young people because they're they're great fun for the most part. So, mm. so that's what I do to keep uh, busy. Mm. And then uh, when that all gets a bit much, I do some comedy.
0: <laughs> and I mean, I guess you need to decompress somehow, don't you, after that heavy, full on job you've got. Yeah,
1: and there's only so much wanking you can do, so there has to be it's, it's true. other things to do as yeah. well. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's that pressure valve release cliche. Not the, the yeah. comedy, not. Yeah. 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 So that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but not nearly as has much comedy, unfortunately. It's oh. uh, Yeah, slowing down at the moment.
0: I'm slowing down at the moment, mm. That's generally I'm slowing down. Yeah, well, that's okay. That's okay. Because <laughs> you've got to find your own balance and rhythm, isn't it? You don't want to be hammering at it and making yourself miserable because it's supposed no. to be a. It's a joyful thing, even if you're a miserable person on stage or your persona. Well, you know, if you're an angry person, but there's still joy in that rage. There is, it's supposed to, it's like
1: Bill Hicks said, isn't it, is that it's it's supposed to be cathartic, it's mm. supposed, to, for the audience and the performer, you know, mm. you're supposed to take all the tension and boil it all away, and then, and then he says at the end, you know, I wish it worked for me, and that, mm. that's kind of how I feel about it sometimes, yeah. God, I wish it worked for me.
0: But you've had a lot on recently as well, we booked this already, but you couldn't do it because your house was robbed, you're completely yeah. cleaned
1: out. Yeah, yeah, I, I lost my burgling cherry. Oh, man, Congratulations. Man. Thank you. I should, yeah, I feel like I should get an award or something for that. Yeah. Yeah, bastard. Yeah. I'm still kind of seething about that, really. And my kids don't, my kids are quite small, so my kids don't know. So they, as far as they know, it never happened. We covered okay. it all up before they got home. Mm-hmm. And my wife missed the guy by 20 minutes, which was kind of fortunate as yeah. well. My neighbour saw who did it. And so there was a description and the CCTV in my road. So, of course, you know, yeah. the police had good opportunities to find him. Any joy?
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: So no there's, no, there's no chance of it being returned. So it's, it's unfortunate. And being very middle class and living in St Albans, we just had an extension built a few months ago. Oh, right. And we had these amazing bifold doors, right? Which mm. I don't know what that means either. But yeah. they, they open out into the garden, right? These yeah. four doors open out, right? Okay. Really expensive bit of kit. Because that's what my wife wanted. Is that hinged in like a in, in the middle It's, it's a really way. weird... Yeah, yeah, it's kind of one opens outwards, and the other three concertina backwards. Ah, yes. And the effect is that it just opens out oh, like wow. a box. It's amazing. Mm, mm. So it's a it's really clever bit of design. Anyway, um, so we so we've literally the it about five weeks, and the guy's broken it on his way in. And, you know, the workmen come around and just go, no, nah, the whole thing's going to go.
0: No. Yeah. It's oh, important. no, that's so long. So did, well, it's covered on the insurance, right? Uh, pr- pretty much. I mean, what's, what's galling is that my
1: wife lost some jewellery that her grand gave her and she's never getting that back. Yeah. You know, It's probably been melted, which is unfortunate. Mm. And they took my kids' wallets and you just think, oh my God, just take the money but leave a little wallet. Yeah. you know what I mean? It's so sad. Yeah, that's but, it. And the irony is it's probably someone in this sort of group that we work with.
0: <laughs> just, I kind of understand it yeah I, I, I guess so they're, it's, they're, they're out of control aren't they they're not thinking yeah. or in the right frame they of mind they didn't life. take Kit mm. you know mm. so when my wife rang me in tears and told me about
1: it I thought there was going to be you know all the DVDs are oh, gone yeah. and all the family pictures are gone yeah. my laptop's gone and mm. he left all of that and, and just took all well, right, though. yeah I was, we were
0: lucky in that yeah. respect it was just the cold hard cash oh, yeah, that's that silly. he needed but, okay yeah, but that's, uh, I know because when you lose like a computer or something like that with all your stuff on it, all your material, everything, you're like, oh, i have got to start from the beginning. If we'd lost the computer, it would have been a big problem because mm. I was
1: so lazy I hadn't taken the baby pictures off it to put on oh, a portable right. hard drive, which I now have, so yeah, it's prompted me, it's
0: kicked me up the arse yeah. to do something. You've got like a hard drive w- with yeah. a- another hard drive and another hard drive. That's it, exactly. Infinite you. Russian yeah. doll hard drive That's flying it. around the house. Uh-huh. So decreasingly smaller. Yeah, and like, you know, one buried in the back garden as well. Just in remote, case. Yeah, just in case that one, yeah. the house burns down and they all get lost. We've got a mouse on mm. the sideboard. He's got one. Yeah. Uh, just in case. Yeah, an implant. A implants implant as well. <laughs> That's uh, what we need. It is. It just Why gets... don't we just
1: get it implanted in me? Don't really do tech. This is my phone, by the way. I always get the piss taken out of me for That's how crap my going. phone That's good going. This is a classic. An Alcatel, five pound a month.
0: Do you know what the best feature of this is? Calculator, amazing. I have that. That's it. At least you never look at your phone going, "What was I supposed to do again?" Oh, there's only one thing I can do with this: phone and calculator. I can text like a demon. That's great. But yeah, people
1: are always saying, "Oh, this app and that app and this mm. photo." And no, yeah, I don't. I don't do technology. At no. least
0: your concentration is good. You know, you don't need to get get sidetracked. I'm not a phone zombie Yeah that's what I mean Yeah, yeah You don't get the crick, that hump in the neck No nope. I have Sticky enough of that Check out those hamstrings <laughs> <laughs> i found my left knee Is already giving way I'm starting to get hair yeah. In my ears And, oh, and grey yeah. pubes It's not well, good My missus tries to like, When I'm driving She'll pluck my Well she'll come in And pluck the left side Of course But you know The right side is 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 Kind of I don't know I'm lopsided now I'm guessing you know? Yeah
1: you've got uneven yeah. I noticed that when I came in But I
0: didn't Damn want to it. say anything I wasn't talking about my sideburns But now I know You've been them. No, I know. Natural. Yeah, but I, I need to. Maybe I need to fix those. But um, I keep it. Way. Just looks like. Just looks. Maybe looks like I'm kind of like staring, kind of a bit more sinister by kind of looking at someone's side on. You know that people do that, don't they? Sometimes looking side on. I what? You're quite a hussie, gentleman. Ha-soup? Harry. Harry. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. I'm lucky that way. You are lucky. Get that it from my mother. <laughs> 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 I'm quite oh. envious. One
1: is rapidly disappearing.
0: Um, and You've got ear hair to spare. Oh, I've got plenty. I've got brother out. Don't know why though. Don't know why. It's just it's maybe it's just protecting me from since I've been married. It's really flared up. <laughs> it's just, uh, it just you know what <laughs> that is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think we both know. I think everyone knows that one. Yeah, but nose hair as well. Strange. It Just comes out the front of the nose rather than even the inside of the nose. It's actually, the nose itself. Why? I, I never manscaped until a couple of years ago. Mm. I
1: was totally anti the even the idea of it, and then. Mm. Uh, I just got roped it's into doing it, really, you know, yeah. it's routine. Yeah, but it's desperate times. Mm. Living in.
0: We're, we don't know where we are, the genders have, have kind of melded into one now, haven't they? <laughs> well, you know, that sounds like more fun than it is, really, doesn't it? Doesn't, doesn't it? it? Like, melding into one. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be so
1: much more fun to be androgynous, mm. just be like Action Man. Nothing downstairs, yeah, no but worries then, enough. And then how happen.
0: would you decompress? What would you do? It, maybe just my car would improve. Like, the raging testosterone only leads to trouble. That's very true. Luckily, as I said, with the kids they were young, so they had the wallets taken away. Yes. And uh, which is funny I'm watching it start with it, I guess. Is it? Not not you know, plastic coins, yeah, shells. No they, they had
1: some money. My kids are clued up, you no, know. Really? They they can outpace me in technology and mm. they you know, they're good at maths. Uh, I've no idea where they get that from yeah they, they collect money you know my son's really good at saving so he's got mm. birthday money and Christmas money and he keeps yeah. it and he saves oh, I would never have
0: done that at seven Yeah, ever seven, seven. wow it's mm. yeah it's scary yeah and uh, and at least they didn't have like iPads or any of that stuff they so did it, you know and he left them he left them oh my yeah. god they've got um, yeah. is it Androids it's some little yeah a little tablet. tiny a tablet mm. that's what they call it mm. yeah a
1: tablet oh god mm. I can't stand those things really I've It's really timely, right? I come downstairs this morning and my wife has got her face on and I I went, oh no, what what have I done? And and she said, I won't give you my daughter's name, but she said, she spent £75 on Amazon. Why haven't you? And it's totally my fault. I haven't regulated the parent control to make sure my daughter can't just download games and stuff. Mm. And I asked my daughter, you know, have you checked this? Is it all free? Yes, daddy, it's all free. And... You know, she's Ooh, She sick. doesn't know. She doesn't know. It's not her fault. No. I will have to let her out of the cupboard to my bed. Yeah. <laughs> but oh my god! So yeah, I'm in the doghouse. So this oh is my. quite good. In fact, can I sleep here?
0: Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> All I have, unfortunately, is a cat. Oh, I got, got a sofa bed. You've got the world's best dog basket over there. It, you should see. Yeah, that, I would fit that. It seems to have just oh. to have grown into it and out of it. But I'm shrinking. I would fit that beautifully mm. if you could just put a cushion in it. I won't even mold. Oh, that, I'm glad to hear that he molts enough for us four dogs. That so like, I can my see. Cookies. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's ridiculous. It's like an attack in a barbershop like I've been shearing. Yeah, it's like I've been shearing him. I've, I've it is sheep shearing in here for some reason. You should roll all of that up into a huge ball. Be a smelly jumper if you made something out of that, wouldn't it? Oh, it's stink. Well, there's a present for you. Oh, Merry Christmas for the maybe the mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you strike me, Rick. First meeting you, you have got a nose ring and you have got an earring. You were a punk at one time, weren't you? Ish. Yeah, I was, I was five years old when punk came out. Okay, so I can't pretend
1: that I remember mm. that bit of the seventies, although I was brought up in the seventies. Right, I was got into punk music in my mm, early teens, I'd say, maybe twelve, thirteen. Yeah, doing a paper round and getting into the Sex Pistols, and that opened up a whole world of stuff mm. for me. Right, and yeah, I like I've, I'd say I'm half hippie, half punk, but as I get older, increasingly more punk, and uh, less and less
0: empathy <laughs> and patience, <laughs> <More
1: right-wing>, generally. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm more right-wing, actually, right wing, actually. My politics hasn't changed. Right. In okay. fact, the, the way they discuss it on the radio now, they, they've started calling it the hard left and the hard right.
0: Yeah. Is, and I heard today, hard Brexit, no, what was it? Hard Brexit and soft Brexit. Yeah. It's, 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 a, bit stra- yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? There's it people, is. People that care more about it than others. It's never black and white now, is it? As in your politics is it's never straight down the middle. It's always a bit of grey, Yes. and so it makes it increasingly complex. But it's, again, it's like it's the same with food. Now, with food, it's like okay, you're you're not you're you eat meat, you're not, you're a vegetarian. Are you a vegetarian as well? Am I hell? Pure carnivore, yes. don't, don't worry, you're safe. Fully carnivore, right, that's great. But they go, oh, I'm a vegetarian. Oh, and then one, one person has to up, up their game, go, oh, I'm a vegan. That's and then, it. And then it's one, what's are the next? a vegetarian, is yeah. that the other one? That's a, that's the I just the air. Vegans are the people who don't wear this, any animal product things as well. That's it? right, yeah. And then you've got. Um, I didn't know there was a step beyond that. I think there is. I thought that was the
1: black belt of food. There's no, another I, think, one there. I think
0: there's one more. I think, I think there's. Uh, wow. Oh, wow. We've got an added extra as well. Fair trade. And then there's other, there's, there's, and then, but they keep adding to this thing. They go, yes. and there's always, people try to one-up the person, isn't it? And it's then like it, the, the four Yorkshiremen yeah. sketch. It's, my personal bugbear is,
1: A, people complaining for nothing, mm. and, and B, yeah, yeah, like you said, this kind of one-upmanship with, I'm more holier than thou than yeah. you are, and you, you must be an absolute monster because yeah. you're eating that salad. Exactly. You know, that hasn't been yeah. brought in and hand-washed by, you know. Yeah. Cherubs, cherubs, and yeah, yeah. mermaids—it drives me absolutely bizarre. Berser- Maybe that's the hard left they're
0: talking about. Ah. It's this the mum's net, yeah. jogging mafia fraternity who've got time to spend doing like, seeking out these uh, these little things clefts. to be outraged about? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, you didn't you didn't buy your letters from this cleft in the yes. in the, you know, the, the, and the and these mountains where everything's fair trade and it, you know it doesn't actually come by oil. They bring it on donkeys, which are really looked after. I know because I
1: visited that country in my gap year.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And with that, when even when they die, they don't make them into sausages or glue. They just they, they have a little, they have a little graveyard at the back, you know. There, oh, and it's it's so nice. The graveyard's carbon neutral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, all all of the uh, the stuff that's the, that's filtered off of the the land from the graveyard is is, is reused to power the the turbines, which actually put the electricity back into the town, which harvests... A, oh, does it fuck? There's always something that's going to happen, isn't it? Somewhere someone is dying in a cage, yeah. ultimately. Yeah, someone's getting screwed. Yeah, someone always. Someone's going to get screwed. It's always. like... Oh, I did a charity gig um, the other day, and it was for uh, it was for the, for cancer. But I did one uh, yeah. know, years ago, I know, but... does it work? I, have you cured cancer? I'm not cured yet. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not going to... I mean, I'll do my best. You know, I'm only one man. I'm one man. I tr- you know, I, I mean, I was funny, but... <laughs> But that was amazing. It's all I could do. I could make them laugh. I did one in Derby years ago from Macmillan. In the break, they had a table full of cakes and sweet confectionery and stuff in the corner. And I was like, oh, and that's the first line. Of course, I'll I'll just play with this. It's It's great that we're here from Macmillan. But fuck diabetes Absolutely. and the guy I guys. <laughs> you know, fuck those guys! <laughs> and luckily, they went with it, and I was like, "Wait!" So I went, so I went playing around with that. But it, but yeah, it's like someone always gets screwed. You're yeah. never gonna. You, you, you can't, can't please everyone. No, and it's it's that
1: total thing about trying to trying to break your back to please everyone. Mm. As soon as you realise that's impossible, mm. give up on it. Yeah. It is a release, yeah. uh, and I struggle with it. You know, mm. I do struggle mm. with it, and I have this internal thing where part of me is really deeply worried that I'm going to upset someone. I genuinely don't want to offend audience mm. members. I don't want anyone to come away feeling dreadful and hurt and, you know, I've pushed a button in them it's mm, mm. triggered a trauma or anything. Mm. You know, I would hate for that to happen. Yeah. And there's another part of me that thinks when people complain about stuff yeah. for nothing or they choose to take offence because it's yeah. not given, it's taken, mm-hmm. I think, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, that wasn't my intention. And if yeah. you've read that wrong, fuck you. And, uh, and in fact, it's not so much the audience these days as the comedians I meet who, and there are quite a lot of pious people out there. I'm, I've been very fortunate in that I do bookings and seeing, mm. as well as what I might loosely describe as an, as an act. And I don't do my act so much these days. I tend to do the promoting. So I tend mm. to meet a lot more comedians now than I used to, which is great. And I've been lucky enough not to work
0: with very many bellies... No, but yes, there I mean. are a couple no you're, you're okay yeah. you're, you're sitting on the Christmas card list. I'm on the edge you're, <laughs> trying, you're teetering yeah, yeah. on the break <laughs> thanks man that's <Yeah. laughs> you know, the biggest compliment I've gotten all week <laughs> yeah almost the <laughs> bell end but not quite yeah. but uh, no I, it's, it's, I can't commit enough
1: can't you commit can't you've got to either. really try hard yeah. it is unfortunate I've probably only met one person that I really seriously dislike there's a few people whose politics I don't like in real life but are actually very funny it's blokes Yeah probably because it's more statistically weighted that there are more men on the circuit than women, mm-hmm. but I haven't yet met a female comedian that I haven't liked. But yeah, it tends to be the blokes. I don't know if it's the testosterone or what, but there's a few of them. There's a couple... Of, no, a few of them's not right. There's been a couple of them mm. who... I've got the Bravado and the Testosterone, but it's more the, the hard left. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to stop using yeah, that. Yeah. The hard left brigade. Mm. Uh, even to the point where I know there's a couple of clubs now that have got like serious rules about what you can and can't say mm. as mm. a comedian. Mm. There's a bit of me that sees where that's coming from, and mm. I am no fan of you know certain branches of mm. uh, entertainment anyway. Mm. Someone is going to take offence at something. Yeah. There are certain jokes I don't laugh at, certain subjects I won't do, but that doesn't mean I think they should be banned Yeah, and I think that people should vote with their feet and so someone like when I was growing up people like Jim Davidson were totally taboo in my house and lionised mm. excuse me rightfully so and I don't find him funny in mm. the least I know that there are a lot of people who do and personally you know I'd be in favour of no racism in comedy mm. but at the same time I'm not about to go banning it because mm. I don't think that's the right way to deal with yeah. it. I think those people should just shrink in audience until they're just shouting at themselves in a the mirror, which is kind of like you know how the Daily Mail operates, isn't it? It's like an echo chamber for that's true. racism. It just
0: feeds itself. You it know? does, suppose, yeah. I it's know. Just a
1: small group of people all shouting obscenities mm. at each other about immigrants, and mm. it's, it's incredible. But I, but I don't want to ban it, and mm. so I think like in, imposing all these like rules on clubs, I just think is going against the whole point of. Mm. Freedom of speech. If you're going to say something stupid, you deserve to have stony silence meet mm. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Because
0: so you, so you, you're, you're taking, hopefully you, you're you so self-aware that you can take that feedback from the audience so they can shape you into where, or, or guide you through that uh, crushing defeat that you've just had. Yes. To where you should be. Because you need to have the opposite to, to balance the whole system out. You can't just have one, as you said, we've got the hard left and the, the hard right now. Yes. But that's the problem with people. I find that everyone's so quick to generalise with everything. The pendulum only swings one way or the other. It never just stays nicely in the middle. No. And it, no, there's no... Um, no middle ground, right? Yeah, that's right. There isn't. That's what Buddhism teaches, isn't it? Everything's yeah.
1: the middle path and not not too much one way or the that's other. Tr- that's true. And I, I envy that. I wish I could achieve an isolated mind. Yeah.
0: But, but you can't sit in a cave. And, and just oh, stare at a to. wall yeah well you know what if <laughs> yeah, an, I might th- start, start doing that but then you're dead aren't you then you're then you're really because you're, you're just there's nothing nothing's affecting you you're not feeling anything and which is a wonderful place to be if you've got a lot of stuff going on mm. but it, you need to be moved you need to be moved I, I think you feel alive yeah a, a couple of weeks is nice a couple of weeks a couple in a monastery maybe mm. would
1: sort me out Although there'd be other people there, so that's sort of self-defeating. I'm going back to the cave. I like the idea of the cave a cave. is good.
0: Me in a cave with no humans mm. would be lovely. Like everything. It's the people that fuck it up. Those retreats you can go on where you don't say anything can be great as well. It's a charade retreats. Just a Mexican wave yeah, that, maybe Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, because you, your, your, uh, you need to get that feedback somehow, don't you? Otherwise yes. you're just kind of doing it kind of, and, and no gone. And no reaction. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and done well, that's at the end. Do I do another one? Are you wanting more? Are you want more conversation out of me in this mind kind of weird mind <laughs> sentence I'm trying to do? Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm really hungry. Yeah. I used to absolutely loathe mime. Yeah.
1: And it was, you know, almost a, a cool thing to hate mime artists. And it, you know, yeah. I think maybe it came up in the 80s, didn't it? It was that it, you'd see it on TV on variety performance mm. things, and everyone thought, that's so uncool. That's it. Oh, and the big closer. The balloon. Yeah. <laughs> Walking against the wind. But do you know what? I have put on and booked a MIMAT. Oh, yeah. And who is absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. Who's that? Jodie Kamali. Right. Mighty. He's brilliant. Mm. He's so, so funny. And I uh, know uh, he, he showed me a uh, Edinburgh preview, yeah, for this year. And it was really, really good. And I, I really, I really like what he's done with it. And it's it's not that feeling of... Awkwardness as an audience member watching him, whereas mm. years ago I would have just cringed at any yeah. hint of that and gone red and felt yeah. hot and embarrassed mm. for them
0: mm. and would just please, please stop. It's like, and then mc the shit out of the yeah. <laughs> alphabet. So it like, it's, it's like, you know, get all the, the guns out. Okay, here we go. We're ready now. We're just going to do another 15 <laughs> minutes of material to bring this back up from the death. Oh, oh my god. I had like, to do that in mm.
1: your hometown mm. a couple of months ago. Who was that with? It was very funny. I won't give you the person, but it was. Um, the usual. I know what you mean. It's not at the. Um... It it was a working men's club. Okay, I've done my one of my best ever gigs in Hemel and one of my worst ever gigs in Hemel. Is it? I can't. It was in Boxmore. Oh yeah, I know what that so is. It might yeah. even be Boxmore Working Men's Club. But That's it's great. That's a really nice it's room. Huge. Much, you yeah. don't notice from the street. It's like a house, and then suddenly yeah. there's this whole subterranean mm. culture. It's fantastic. Yeah.
0: It's like <laughs> something out of. Uh, Phoenix Knights, if you It, it really, is. It, it is exactly yeah. like that. Mm. It's, it's kind of dated. Old school. It's kind of Very nice, old school. Nice low ceilings as well. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's true.
1: a bit like playing Butlins, I imagine. Mm. Mm. Not that I've done that. But yeah, a really nice, warm audience. Really up for it. They, they had a really good build. The promoter had done a great job in booking, really diverse acts. And we had this headliner. was a, a really young comedian. I'd never come across the guy, but he's really, don't say his name. He was really, really well presented, right? He Really dressed to the nines. Mm. So I was having a chat with him backstage and he's just dropped into the conversation and I'm going to be on live at the Apollo. Like, wow, dude, that's fantastic. What would you like me to say? How do you want me to introduce you? Should I mention it? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bigged him up like you wouldn't believe on stage and brought him on and he died within a minute. And unfortunately, he didn't read the room and he kept going with stuff that wasn't working. And then knowing the response was becoming increasingly hostile, he then started calling women bitches and then he dropped
0: the C-bomb which is really good to get people on board when they're <laughs> already hating you it's interesting technique just, yeah, just, just bring him with you yeah. we'll just keep going that's just it. drive that gig into the ground <laughs> I was on that night I was on I was on before El Baldino that's right and I was on just before him <laughs> And uh, I remember that my first—I remember remember, that was a great, that was a great gig. I remember it, but I I missed the—I missed the death. You're so lucky.
1: It wasn't a pleasant experience for anyone involved. It was like, yeah, it was really the Tony Blair peace envoy approach to comedy. Yeah, let's just pour some gasoline on this raging fire. Yeah, and I've never seen it before, but the audience actually got (laughs) really. (laughs) This this bloke just stood up and went. Right, that's enough, mate. Off you go. Whoa! And the audience backed him, and he was like, "Wow, I better get off stage." Whoa. And he actually asked to leave via a fire exit. It was he was that afraid of being lynched. Um, oh, I missed out. I missed that. Yeah, I mean, I miss. it wasn't. It wasn't a nice thing. And I kind of I felt for the guy, but at the same time, I felt for the audience because yeah, ev- with- everyone dies. But it's like, wow, dude, you really dug a hole right there, and you came across really
0: hostile. Yeah, but like also make the place as safe as you possibly can. You're talking, I think you're the same as Ms. Murick. Assume the lower position, like, don't be a, an arrogant dick because we can all die at any minute. Yeah. No matter what happens, exactly. you can be going great, and next thing something happens, you make a wrong choice. <laughs> Back into the hole again. Oh, I lost a wing. Oh, I yeah. lost another wing. <laughs> We're going down. You know, and that's it. It's, you know, it takes a long time to. Sometimes you are be able to you have to save yourself but sometimes you're not. Or oh, I've just sealed my own fate with that uh, interaction there or something. But it can happen. It's good to reference yeah, it. That's it. And it's, it's always a learning experience, I yeah. think, of what you can pull out of and, it. And, and but saying it's gonna go the hammer the Hammersmith Apollo was never a good thing to say before we'd even like made friends or seen him before. I just know. go, I mean, but why even say that? Oh, I felt terrible that, yeah. I mean I felt stupid that I'd
1: bigged him up. So it made me look a bit of a prat. So yeah. I, I felt like I, I kind of had to gun him a bit. I couldn't come on on stage to afterwards me. and go, how about that? You know what <laughs> I mean? I, I had to kind of go, okay, yeah. and then try and
0: pull it back. Especially when they, the audience had, as a group had one spokesman go, You've yeah movies. that's oh, it that exactly. it's hard to exactly. recover from so making that guy in the audience laugh yeah. brought them all back on and mm. it was okay and the
1: knight yeah. was rescued again after that point yeah. and every act killed it again but it was, it was really awkward but like you said we, we've all bombed yeah. and sometimes it's due to a word or a line or a, a type of joke mm. and I, I do some stuff that is offensive I yeah. do stuff about the royal family that royalists do not like I right. do some political stuff that some people won't like yeah. but again it's subversive Mm. And that's why I think, um, subjective, I mean, and that, that's why I think it, it, it winds me up when people say, uh, like, comedians judge other comedians' work, and, mm. oh, that's really hacked. Like, you can't t- talk about any subject. It's yeah. got to be, like, it's the vegan approach to comedy, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, well, I'm talking about this, and no have ever talked about this before, so this, therefore, is funny by default, and what you're talking about has already been done, and, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm, totally. And, but you do, I don't think you get that with other forms of entertainment so much. It's like someone saying, well, you've used red paint. Well, that's, oh, that's so hack. Mm. You know, Picasso's done that. Mm. Pollock did that years ago. Yeah. You used think, mate, grow up pair. Do, do your
0: own thing and make mm. it your own. Yeah, I mean, follow your own path with it. Yeah. That's what, that's, what I find, that's what I found at the very beginning when I first started. I found that it was so hard to find my own way in it because every corner that I turned, everyone's going, no, that's been done. That's been done. That's been done, and so in the end, you start prejudging yeah. what you're going to write about because you need to just bin everyone else's opinion and go up there. And there's so open mic nights you go to that you do a set, and it, you' filled with comedians, and you get nothing. And so you're getting a, a misread from mm-hmm. the stuff you're doing, and you, the only stuff to laugh at is the stuff that's really smart or that's really really dirty and nasty. <laughs> and you're going, okay, there's no middle ground here. So who is my audience? These bitter people that i 'm going to be um, with for the next couple of years, while well, I realize that their opinions really don 't matter, yeah. and then you go up to a room which is filled with normal punters and you 're like and you do you the stuff that you you weren 't sure about, and you go, they really like this yeah I was right all along it 's <laughs> like someone who 's just qualified for a job and they think they
1: 're fresh out of university and they 're mm. prepared to tell the people in the job who've been doing it for years yeah. and this is how it's done because I'm a fresh pair of ears and eyes and you know I'm, I'm on the finger on the pulse kind of thing and it's, it's that kind of arrogance that does me in and, and I do hear sometimes a few people backstage you know slagging off a piece of material or, mm. or something else and you think well see what you've got to offer there, yeah. my friend and off you go. how different is that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, but that said I mean like you said the things that really make life is is, is the stuff that's maybe really dirty or it's really this or really that. Mm. There is some stuff out there Mm. that is different and hasn't been mined or is done in a completely different Mm. way. Um, And I I, I get to see glimpses of that Mm. now and again. Mm. And that's another upside of being a promoter is that I I get spoiled with seeing a lot of different people and and their acts. And there's a lot of really good stuff out there. And some of it right on our doorstep. Mm. There's a lot of local people, mm. like Hertfordshire and London people, who I'm blown away by. Mm. And it pisses me off sometimes. i like, oh
0: my God, how old are you? I've got mm. pants younger than you. Oh, and I know. You're so good mm. already. But it's opportunity, isn't it? It's, I've said before, it's like success breeds success. And as soon as you get that little bit of confidence, I've talked about with a banjo as well, and Bonjo, he's, you know, he's a little bit older than both of us. I asked him the same thing, so how has comedy changed you, know? Has it has it changed? It's like, and he said no, and then he said, yes, it has. But he's like... It has, he was a little but, white seven-year-old girl when he started. Yeah, I know, but he, yeah, completely. He's, he's completely changed. He's, he's flipped it completely. <laughs> um, gender and and uh, race. <laughs> yeah, so I was talking to him and he was saying that, like, I was as you do comedy, when you first got up there, you're, you're quite sensitive to the audience in your corner. You feel what how they're going and you, where they're taking you because as soon as uh, they change their their mood changes you adjust, but when you first start out. And it can really ruin your momentum because you're like that person didn't like it. Oh, and then you're not laughing. I'll talk to that person because they're yeah. not laughing. And then and then you you it, it can really tank yourself. But when you go through, it's like okay, right? It's okay. I've got the uh, you stand behind it. Um, the comedy tops up your confidence, and your self esteem, and then you go, no, I'm okay. Not that you're completely arrogant, but you still feel the audience. But you know that it's okay, and you're still happy. You're still happy in the moment, and and rather than being in your head, because the more in your head, the more worried you are, the more nervous you are. And then when you kind of are here in the moment and enjoying it and being affected but not being controlled by them then you are able to to really have fun with it and and they'll enjoy you more because you're in this moment with them rather than being back in your head and it's and it's something alive and real rather than just being a set script that could be delivered by anyone which is the most amazing thing is not it because yes. it's because it, it's not it's not like Rick Rick Pistol on stage it's not Rick Pistol doing his material it's Rick Pistol experience isn't it Rather, <laughs> rather, <than it>, rather <laughs> you well know, really no because it's different i'm Actually, sure you It's possibly different. overselling no, it's you effectively know what I mean?
1: a few pounds and some dirty words but yeah yes i know really, i don't you know
0: you, you, you this. can go and you, and you can make because you can make something up on the, and think oh this comes from like an audience member or something happens over there and he it together and it's the most amazing thing that happens and no one it couldn't couldn't happen any other way Sometimes you like surfing on on the wave. I like that about
1: that's the difference I find between emceeing and the act is mm. that you know where you're going with the jokes with yeah. the act and you've said it a lot of times mm-hmm. and it, it usually gets received the same way. But with emceeing, you've got the audience participation mm. and think you never know what's going to happen and, yeah. and you can come up with things on the spot and that, that's the bit that really floats my boat. Mm. I love that. I feel that with when you, it goes you? well. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: But Rather than seeding hatred, mm, yeah. yeah. But even then, after a while, you can go like yeah. it's like it's like uh, you like that bit, don't you? It's like the hate flows through really you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Young Jedi. Yes, please. Yes. Exactly. So they'll be fading <laughs> your hatred. <laughs> uh, come up there with a hoodie. <laughs> you know, uh, yes, there has been uh, the old
1: gig like that. Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, I, I like the being in the moment of having to deal with that is great. Mm. And I think afterwards, when I go home and think about how that went, a bit inside me dies. Oh really? Yeah, a, 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 a little bit. If, if I come away from an experience thinking, well, they re- they
0: really didn't like that, then, <laughs> I, I can't rescue it by thinking, but I dealt with that like a don. Uh, I, I come away thinking, oh, I, I wish they liked me. Like no one likes to be hated, do they? Like you want to, but you'd like to turn. I think some politicians probably do. Yeah, but they've got enough money; and they don't care, cow. do they? They don't need to be liked. They've already they've already arrived, haven't they? Yeah. They've already got their That's... hostages. Basically, is what they are, for politicians are the, uh, the terrorists for us, really. And we are the host- we're held hostage by whoever we elect. That's a good way of looking at it. I just see them as lizards. Mm. I never used
1: to believe the David Ike lizard thing. Mm. But increasingly, I'm looking at them on the news. They can't even walk properly. Mm. You just think, dude, you're not fooling anyone anymore. Yeah. You take the human suit off. Mm. And it's not even just the Tories. They're all at it. You cannot relate to human beings, yes. can you? That is really very strange. It's so abstract. They don't any humanity, do they? Man? There's no human traits. Mm. Just think, what on earth is going on these days? But anyway, coming back to a Bonjo, I kind of started with him. Mm. We, we did a comedy course together. Oh, yeah. And we, we ended up getting paired, doing a lot of improv together. Oh, yeah. And we started a, a comedy club together. Right. So when, when we both kind of both started exactly at the same time, we had the same kind of vision. So we set up a little club, um, Laughter Republic. Right. And he was just starting the bare bones of honing his character, mm. which has gone on to be, as mm. it is now, the president. Mm and uh, he, had, he had quite a good handle on it um, back then but he's, he's just such a charismatic guy mm. and, kind of, and just a nice man do you mm. know what I mean he hasn't got a bad bone in mm. him which is very endearing mm. and it's something I haven't got because he can endear himself to audiences because he's just got that smile mm. you know and he's just such a nice guy and I can't imagine him saying something horrible to someone mm. and I don't know if that's his background or his upbringing I know he's, he's a religious man he's got his mm. own beliefs and that kind of thing as I kind of yeah Potter along
0: with a little bit of love and a little bit of hate. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the same as me. Mania. just Mania. Sheer mania. Yeah. mania and paranoia. That's yeah. It, yeah? Is all, it, the, all the th- things what? that shouldn't really be nurturing and feeding our soul, but do. But there's an awful lot of energy in that, though, really. <laughs> um, there's a lot of fuel, I find, and, and, mm. and power in the in that. Discomfort, <laughs> I mean. Yes. Isn't it, so you're like, oh, okay. You know, keep picking at that scab. so much material in it. Follow it. Follow it follow Young Jedi. To, yeah,
1: it is good to go that way and see how far you can push Mm-mm. an audience. Why did you start comedy then, Rick? I'm not sure there's there's any one answer to that really. Basically, there's a few bits. My dad got me into comedy when I was a child. Mm. He's uh, He was a headmaster when he was working. He's retired now. He was a headmaster and he was very uh, authoritarian and rigid and stiff, but he's got a incredible sense of humour mm. uh, and the very first vinyl record I ever owned was something he and my mum got me for Christmas which was a double album called We Are Most Amused and it was mm-hmm. a selection of famous sketches mm-hmm. uh, and being a very small child I was probably only about six or seven I'd never obviously heard of the Goons and Monty Python mm-hmm. and Spike Milligan and Morecambe and Wise and it was just a collection of all their best sketches and it blew me away and I loved it and I, I was already at primary school gazing out the window not doing work I was never very academic um, and I became the class clan mm-hmm. and I just loved making people laugh from a very early age mm-hmm. and you know there's that, that cliche about uh, I got into comedy at school because it saved me from being bullied mm-hmm. yeah it was, it, I found it was the absolute opposite I used to open my mouth all the time and then get punched mm-hmm. frequently as a result um, but it didn't shut me up so I, I kept going and going with it and then My job entailed uh, and does entail talking to large groups of people. Mm. Uh, And when I'm teaching them, I I started feeling very quickly that the buzz I get out of making them laugh as we're going along Mm -hmm. is great. And because drugs is quite a, it can be a very dark subject. It can be a bit dry. It can be quite emotive, but it's not generally seen as a very happy topic to Mm. talk about, particularly when you're talking to groups of parents about maybe their children's drug Mm -hmm. use. You know, you've got to make it light and enjoyable. Mm. So... I was, you know, dropping jokes in and, and honing what I was doing, and they were really going along with it, and they were loving it, and I thought wow, this is this is great. Um, so I've done that for twenty two years, and then my friends kept saying to me, "Why don't you just?" bloody do some stand-up. So I put it off and put it off and then eventually I made myself do it. My friend had a, a, a night going on for charity and he asked me to MC it and having never actually stood up and done proper comedy before, um, I found it was an entirely different beast to standing mm-hmm. in front of 200 people talking for an hour which wouldn't have I wouldn't have any problem with that right. at all with, com- with uh, my day job. Mm-hmm. But talking to a room of 30 people where you have to make them laugh mm. was unbelievable pressure. Mm. So it being my first ever gig, I decided, well, I'll just do 20 minutes then. And that's exactly what I did. And it Fair was, play. yeah, it was terrible. And, oh, um, no. <laughs> and I really battled my way through mm. it. And I was so stupid and, and naive and arrogant at the time. But because I got a few laughs mm. and my friends came to support me, uh, they really kind of pushed me to do more. So mm. I, I started uh, doing a course, which is what I was saying, doing with a, a bonjo and stuff. And then just kind of learnt from there and uh, quickly got hooked on it and thought, mm. well, you know, I, I do really enjoy this. Yeah. And then I have periods where I, I get bored of it. And when I got bored, I changed it up a bit and I started adding poetry. Or then I do a character and I'm sort of experimenting with voices and stuff. Uh, and then I got into emceeing and that was a whole different ballgame. Mm. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it, it's evolved, but I,
0: it's something I've always liked doing since mm. I was a kid. When you MC, do you go up there with, like, you've got a bag of tricks, but do you now, I'm sure you've done MCing enough now that you've just got there with nothing? I've got, what I would say is I've got maybe five or six
1: rescue jokes, Mm. just in case. And I like topical humour, and I like one-liners. So if I can combine both, all the better. And Mm. if it's something I can draw, on great. I think very rarely I have to rescue a room, but sometimes it's good to have a backup Mm. one that you know is going to. Yeah. Win banker a banker yeah <laughs> exactly and then sometimes you have to just go by the seat of your pants that's fun though as well it is great fun it's not nothing that. like because it it's brilliant when work. it works
0: yeah of course it's, it's brilliant. brilliant and that's uh, flying the ointment your night you run
1: yes yeah yes. flying oh my god so yeah I started running flying the ointment um, uh, oh, I don't know maybe a year ago I guess. Ooh. um And it was great because it gave me an opportunity to work in it in essentially a massive club, Mm. almost a bit too big really, in in Bulldog uh, and building an audience, building an audience and getting to book comedians that I really, really rate, which was great fun. Uh, And I got to, because they had a budget to to fund it as well, which was Mm. helpful. I got to book people like Ian Cognito, who I always really liked. So I wanted it to be kind of a little bit of an edgier night Mm -hmm. um, and people could more or less say what they wanted and do what they wanted. But I wasn't going to obviously book any Exceedingly right wing fashion it wasn't going to be a BNP rally mm-hmm. and it wasn't going to be catastrophically sexist or anything mm-hmm. like that but at the same time I wasn't going to tell people what to do but I, I knew all the acts I was booking and I knew how well they would work off each other yeah so it, it worked pretty well and then it had to stop over the summer because the comedians go up to Edinburgh of things cool down people go on mm-hmm. holiday everything yeah. dips And then coming back, we were going to have a big September relaunch with someone off the telly. And then I didn't hear anything from the guy who ran the club. And I thought, oh, this doesn't bode well. So I got in touch with him. And a couple of emails later, nothing happened. And then he went, oh, yeah, I've moved to Spain. So So I thought, wow, dude, you you should have just said I didn't want to do it anymore. I literally have to move across Europe. But the joke will be on him when Article 50 is triggered and he has Mm. to come back again in two years' time. But hey... I will look forward to that. That'll be the only good thing that comes out of Brexit is so they can go, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it'll be the longest wait for a ha, ha ever. Yeah. But so it'll it. pay, pay off at the end. It'll, it'll pay, pay, pay off. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in a way, I mean, and I do believe things happen for a reason, mm. in, in a way, I think it's helped me because I go through love and hate with comedy and I'm, I'm coming out of a little pit of... Oh, everything's terrible. I can't be bothered. Like I can't mind the humour inside myself. It's all so dreadful. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of feel like because the, the the whole country seems to be sliding into the toilet for me, that it's uh, everything seems quite gloom and doom, right? You know. Yeah. And I've I've had um, uh, a history of depression in the past, and it kind of rears its head when you don't expect it. And when it sort of came out last time, it was just in that mad fourteen days of. Voting ourselves out of the EU And the government Mm. changes And Mm -hmm. everyone's jumping ship And no one knows what's going on And I'm not very good at change Mm. And suddenly everything had been changed at once Mm. And it was all looking so dreadful And I was flashing back to my counsellor years ago saying, look, you're reading a newspaper every day. Stop Mm. reading it. It's Mm -hmm. making you depressed. And I used to say, no, I can't. I want to know what's going on. Mm. And I weaned myself off it. And eventually I never bought a newspaper for a while. And I found my mood lifted. Mm. And it does work. Except now I read Facebook instead. And I find my mood going
0: down down because I'm just yelling at people on the screen. Mm. You're a fucking got to, idiot. You've got to stay away from those things, man. You yeah. have. It's, it's a way of madness.
1: Oh, my God. The pictures of children, the pictures of food, the inane mm. comments, the fishing mm. for, oh, my God, I can't believe you done that again, waiting for people to say, what, babe, what mm. was it? All that kind of bollocks mm-hmm. is going on. And at the same time, you're thinking, but these people are my friends. I mm. should
0: care. You know, I don't know. I only rarely use Facebook, I, you know, to do minimal amounts of stuff. A funny picture or something, but very rarely. cat. Yeah, well, I don't not really cats. I don't like cats that much. I'm not a big fan. Have you put a picture of a dog up yet? Mm, I think when I first got him, but now like I haven't done it like month by month. You I don't do his birthday or anything like um, that. Now. Maybe my missus does, and I might like that. But that's not really okay. I'll, not, I'll let you get away fine. with that. No, I I think, would, yeah, hmm. but
1: thankfully, there's that little button now that says you can still. Like that person, but you can turn off everything they ever say mm. and I think, yeah, that's a that's really it. useful button. That's handy, yeah. I have no desire to know what you're having for no, dinner no. or why you think, you know, Theresa May is the best thing
0: since sliced bread. Mm. Um, or why it would be interesting to your opinion would be interesting to me in the first place, you know. That that's it. It's yeah. like it's, you know, any any ah, and ah, any anyway. I'm not the only one it's like why would you why would you need to tell me that? Like just think it, don't say it that's fine and remember, well, at least this, carve it into a joke at least yeah, amuse me yeah. or entertain it, me that's it, that's it make a joke that's, that's what I'll use it for put a joke up what do you think of this yeah it's funny okay great well yeah. I'll, it's on my Facebook now it's mine and, uh, <laughs> and also if, if anyone wants a topic for me happy days I'll yeah, take that yeah. too. I like the you banter and that's why I hate it
1: sometimes where because you can't tell the, the cadence of someone's voice mm. the yeah. emphasis they're putting on it you cannot tell irony or sarcasm Mm. and so much gets lost in there that's true. and people take offence and mm. people have got me wrong about comments that I've put on there and I've thought what the fuck is your problem and then mm. I've gone back later and read it and thought you know what if you read that the wrong way that's mm. harsh mm-hmm. but because they can't tell particularly if it's someone who doesn't know you mm. in real life yeah. and they can't tell that you're only taking the mic mm. and you don't intend to upset them that's so it. there's been times where I've taken myself away from social media and thought oh I, you know, I just want to go and sit in the cave again for a bit mm. because I'm a terrible person mm. And then I have to come back to myself and sort of say, do you know what? It's not my intent. Mm. And I think that's, that's always the problem with things that, and political correctness and all the rest of it, which has done some really good things, but it's gone almost too far the other way now mm-hmm. because everyone's afraid to say stuff. Mm. It's about the intent behind the word. It's, it's not like, the word. Mm-hmm. You know. People always can get intent. things
0: wrong and that's fine. They, they want to get offended so that when they are offended, people see that they're offended and then their pro- profile gets raised because they're obviously a better human being than everyone else. There's, I'm sure there's a term for that They, they, they come up with all these
1: <laughs> There is that Yeah of course there is yeah. The, you know they keep making up these different Catch buzzword mm. phrases for, yeah. for things And I'm sure there is one yeah. for what you've just Described mm. about this kind of holier than thou mm. attitude that people have On social yeah. media But yeah it does, it does drive me absolutely mental mm. And to distraction with, with stuff yeah. There's some really good stuff And I'm absolutely addicted to Facebook And I, I keep being burned by it And I keep mm. going like a moth to the flame really? Back again
0: I'll just use it for gigs I don't, I don't want to be just, that person just, though you just know just go okay yeah that's up gigs yeah fine there's a gig oh there's a gig there right apply it, and then leave it and then just go yeah oh oh, there's a notification from blah blah I'll, I'll turn that off later <laughs> and, you know it, it, that's but like, I like
1: the interaction and also it means I don't have to leave my house
0: because then I'd have to really interact with people and that that wouldn't be good I'm, who I'm, wants I'm that a, I'm a hermit really and also on Facebook and that's good isn't it I'm so gregarious I the, in the industry that wants to get to know people networking um, but I, I know I feel that you know, I, don't, you know, I don't need that extra Stress. A couple of things I'll see I like, but I won't engage. I hardly ever write anything on that thing unless I think it's funny. And then sometimes I'll write something, and go, nah, fuck it, can't be bothered, and delete it. Yes. And, then, and but it's being aware of going. No, I need to do, do that work. more. I'm not. I'm not great at self
1: sort of censorship. I'm mm. learning to do that a bit. Mm. Like, that. And don't send that ring. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's gonna bite you. Even
0: with a message though, you get somebody, somebody asks you to a gig with, for them right or something, and you know, like like down the road or something, or like, mm. not, maybe a few an hour or so down the road or something go oh, come do my gig and then you say oh no sorry look you know I'm, I'm not getting paid for that look but you know you've me, so you have want me to come to your gig yeah how many have you got 50 or 60 people in great well are you charging <laughs> no you're not well okay well good, then how about you start charging and then maybe we talk about oh but oh I'll tempt you oh how about car share that's still me paying money to go to the gig you know yeah. I don't mind if it's down the road but like that's why I stopped mm. Doing my act as much as I was doing because it, it's
1: pain to play. Yeah, and I've got a wife and kids at home That's and it. a day job to do, and it's not realistic to Ooh. spend my nights driving around the countryside to do five minutes in Ooh. Newcastle. It's exactly. just not worth it. Um, so whereas you know running the thing myself down Ooh. here, much more fun. Yeah,
0: and accessible, just down the road. But you said that uh, you use comedy to decompress. Mm. You say you have a a history of depression. Comedy can induce depression in, in its in, in people, can't it? I mean, don't get wrong. I've had moments <laughs> when I've been like, "Oh my god, I just, what am I doing with my life? Yes. This is this is a thing." So it can really send you over the edge because you you become so obsessive. If you're hooked, if this bites you, this 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 industry, you are hooked into it for yeah, for, for life. It's, it's I it's a drug. And those people that say, oh, you know, when they do like they are on ten gigs, they go, "Oh, comedy is my life." And they already go. This is what I found the thing I want to. They can get chewed up yeah. into the the beast that it is, and they get spat out. And then they go. <laughs> they give up comedy. That's it, so Sometimes you get bit, and you're like you become obsessed with it. Everything is comedy. You you can never switch off from off from it because you're always thinking about something funny or some some gag or joke. Or talk God, that sounds this, awful. And it's which is you know which is which is but it's a it's a, it's a, 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 a kinetic. I do, but it's a kinetic machine. But the, my obsession and my uh, uh, my compulsion. I think stems from whatever. My mother was an obsessive. I knew you were going to say the mother or father, but it's, but I think they both were because my my my. I'm reading Guinness Encyclopedia. Oh yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. Writing yeah. as many one liners as I can from it. It's a big <laughs> it's a fucking idea. book, and and so I'm going through. I'm on page twenty five now. Jokes about Arvox. No, it doesn't start with Arvox, It starts with the astrology, and then it goes through that. And now I'm into the. Uh, this is a great. Did astrology come before Aardvark in uh, uh, book? Well, they, well, that's how they put it in. It's that's outrageous! Hey, look, it's Guinness Encyclopedia. They must have had a few jars before they started writing the bloody thing. So <laughs> that's probably how <laughs> it went. Was but one. you know, and then it goes to, uh, then it goes to like force and and interference and waves of energy and blah, all this kind of thing. It's kind of, it's, yeah, it's pretty trippy, man. Wow. So it's heavy, but it's really good. But it's like that's the thing. So you get obsessed. That's the thing. I get obsessed with this stuff, and you have to absorb. Every bit of information, so you, you have stuff to write about and think well, about. You're driven. That's good. I have mean, to climb. getting well, all the way to the yeah, end of the encyclopedia page. Recommend page twenty-five. Right? Just, just how, many, uh, how many pages uh, are there in this book? Seven hundred and forty-three. Okay, so it's, it's a proper one. It's, it's, not a it's, pop a, up. it's a life. It's, I'm, I'm a lifer. I'm a lifer with this Wow. Book. Yeah. <laughs> by I admire your fortitude in. Good to try it. I mean, doing it, that for a one-liner. Well, for, yeah so, but it, it's really helped with other other bits as well. I mean, because otherwise you absorb all this, the the same shit from everywhere else that everyone yes. else is getting. Yes,
1: you're right. There, I agree with you. You've got to change your influences. Up mm. and you know
0: and if you're hooked get out to, there and do hook to Facebook and Twitter everyone's like oh look there's a, a food brand names Twitter punchline thing I was like, oh well, this is everyone else has done millions oh this the same joke again same joke again I find
1: it helps if I'm um I can't stand Twitter either, Either, but I find it helps in honing one liners. Twitter's mm. useful for getting, because mm. it's only 140 characters, it's useful for one liners. Mm. Facebook, I sometimes use as a bit of a sounding board to see how if that goes down well, brilliant, mm. then I'll maybe use that and expand that into a little piece maybe. Yeah. So it is kind of useful for that. I, I don't want to get into just the, and it's no knocking people who do, but I, I don't want to get into the just, and here is my gig, and here is my gig, and mm. here is my gig, because mm. I, I don't want it to come across as me, me, me,
0: me, me. But... Mm. Course the other side is that no one gets into this if they don't wanna be looked at. Okay, if you're lucky enough to start off with a massive ego and you're like off you go, that's great. Maybe if you're if you're an actor and you've you've worked on that and you've you've found who that person is inside mm-hmm. you and you can take that on stage and you've got all that extra performance and confidence and, and script developing ability from day one, you're gonna go great, but but then again, you still might get chewed up and spout. Exactly. But nothing
1: I, is filled my gaping hole, but I mean, yeah.
0: answers on the postcard if anyone's got suggestions. yes, that's fine. I will get your Twitter handle and uh, email address at the end of the show. Exactly. <laughs> Fillmygapinghole.com. Fillmyhole.com. <hashtag>. Yeah. <laughs> not, not fill the hole, because that's about food. Okay, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> I've no idea. If that's your thing, <laughs> then that's sort of,
1: Well, I mean, we all have this,
0: like, I will own
1: this. We, I have a sense of ennui. The older I get particularly, so you feel uh, this this emptiness where you think yeah. there's something missing. Yeah. What is it? I've got a house, I've got a wife and I've got kids and you know there's always this if I maybe do this that'll fill the mm. hole or if maybe I do this mm. that'll fill the hole mm. and I sort of think well maybe you know doing comedy and it does for, for a time it does, it it does, does you know does. and you can choose to fill it with love or with hate and you can fill it with drugs or with food or with yeah. sex or whatever mm. people's addiction Supposed. is and yeah. it, it is and you, and you get a very drug-like kick from it because it releases endorphins mm. and when things go well you feel king of the world and when things go badly you just mm. want to crawl into a hole and die and mm. you question your whole being about yeah. it and, and you, you put yourself through it again because mm. you don't give up mm. um and who knows where it will end it's hopefully a,
0: with the entire destruction of the universe it's a pain you can control to a little to a certain degree you can't always control it but you're even when the it's going badly you know you get to that stage of like oh this is terrible <laughs> oh this is this is all this is probably could be one of the worst gigs i've ever had but oh my god i made the choice <laughs> to have this to inflict this on me and 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 then you're in the in that moment of I can't get out of this, this is I'm gonna die. You have to write it out. You can either have a good death or a bad death. <laughs> like we were talking about at the beginning, you're talking about You've got, got a very Viking way of looking at the seven <laughs> years I'm like, well ha oh, burning shit. I love it. That's Let's brilliant. Go. And that is the that but that's the thing, isn't it? It's like that that moment of like that guy at the big at that gig went, I am playing here and I'm playing there completely just showed his Fear rather than who he was because you've going oh well I'm laying these big clunkers down like yeah well I'm name dropping the shit out him showing <laughs> his insecurity whereas going you know guys I've, I have had a gig last time I fucking died on yeah. my ass and you're like okay cool this person's a real person yeah. and then and then when people see that person on stage even if you're dying you go oh well, you know what guys do you know what this has gone worse than tonight by the way it's gone a hell of a lot worse you think you're rejecting me hey look you know what I've been rejected by way more people yeah. than this you know. it's, it's good to it's, do that because it's it. got to be relatable
1: hasn't it and people mm. want to see human foibles yeah. and I, I think that's where you know comedy like physical comedy and pratfalls comes mm. from is that mm. laughing at people hurting themselves because yeah. it's not you yeah. and you know I, when I, I had my uh, vasectomy after my second child I got a huge wealth of material out of right. that that genuinely happened that was mm. genuinely funny. Mm. And I'm sure it is a subject that's been done to death but for me I lived it and I think mm. what happened to me was funny and so, uh, mm. so I tell it and it does make people laugh and right. I think well good because I don't care if people can sit there and go well it's, that's a hack. Yeah but, the, but it's your, your brain came up with it made the connection for yeah. the human. Well, I'd like to think yeah. i do it in a slightly different way to how other people do mm. it because they aren't me. Exactly. You know it's not it's not a, a tribute act. Mm. Mm. So yeah, it's it's different. I'd like to have the mentality you've got, that you, that bit of your brain is saying to you, you know, I, I'm going and I'm dying and I'm going to take you all with me. I'd rather do that, whereas I'm going not to blow 90%. the entire audience <laughs> up at the end of this gig. I tend to have the thing at the back of my head saying, this is going really badly, but at least I'll be able to laugh about it in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, can like to get
0: me through it. Sometimes even you can go, like, it's that Stuart Lee thing, isn't it? sometimes it starts off not funny then he continues it all the way around amazing. to being funny yeah. and then it goes not funny right. again yeah. all and the way yeah. yeah that's it and it keeps yeah. going in a loop but what a polarised yeah. comedian mm.
1: I mean I, I don't think I've met a comedian who doesn't rate him mm. uh, and I think he's absolutely amazing at mm. what he does and there's so many people who try to replicate what he mm. does and can't do it obviously because mm-hmm. he is him but I think that's it is very brave because there must be a huge world of society
0: you just go oh my god what are you playing at? He's I don't know no one needs to talk about him anymore he's talked about enough but, <laughs> but you know like it is wonderful to watch that kind of thing but yeah. you learn a lot from t- you've, you've I-
1: got to aspire to you know take look at the best and see mm-hmm. how they do it and and look beyond what they're doing and see how they're doing it mm-hmm. and that's the skill of it and I think that's that's what I've learned really from comedy is is all the comedic heroes that I've got is now kind of looking behind the curtain a little bit mm-hmm. and sort of seeing ah I see what you've done there mm-hmm. and that's You've done this bit mm. it's the thing that gets me most to think is people's memory because my memory is bloody terrible mm. um, and just the fact that people can remember where they're going from one section mm. of their act and how they teach themselves it in different ways come across different people mm. different ways of, of doing it uh, and I need to be able to do
0: that when I see Stuart Lee do his stuff he is the ironic version of himself because he's always his thing is always about being not the comedian that he wants to be but yeah. in actual fact, he is—he's better, better than, better than that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like—and—and and so he's, again, he is su- assuming the lower position, <laughs> but with steeped in irony, and it's all wrapped that's, up in this that's thing. What thirty years
1: worth? No, maybe it's not that old. Maybe maybe twenty-five, twenty years mm. worth of stuff. I, I remember seeing him when he started, mm. and his first kind of. Tentative TV stuff that he Mm. did, and then doing uh, Lee and Herring uh, and all that kind of stuff, and Moon
0: on a Stick, and you
1: you know what I mean, and all the catchphrases stuff. Never ever liked Mm. the other guy. I really don't like him. But I I didn't like Stuart Lee at that age. I just thought, you are such a, you're just so up yourself. Mm. Uh, some public school educated toff, nothing I could relate to at mm. all, sort of bequiffed and full of himself and oh, honestly, mm. honestly dry and witty. Mm. And he just rubbed me up the wrong way. Mm. And then as he got older and he kind of honed his act, and I got more mature and realised mm. what it was he was doing,
0: yeah. um, I just thought, wow, you know, that that's proper mm. genius. Yeah, he, Both of those guys pr- present this 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 image. That they're oh they're doing so badly they're not doing well in comedy and fucking what, they, what? They fucking they they always had that, that 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 straight away that TV show and then they went off to just oh doing their own shows writing for this writing but who for knows that. how much they had to do before they got to that point no I, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they didn't work work earn mm. earn it but like it's the whole shtick is that they're not successful yes you know yes. and they yes. are and they are successful so it's still but but you know, that goes
1: back way beyond them doesn't it mm. I mean I, I was brought up on things like. Uh, I was going to say Malka Mindy. And I did like Malka Mindy. Well. Malka my brain working that like? yeah, great, great, a great. If you subject. watch that back, Malka Mindy, you can see Pandora corpsing now and again because Robin mm. Williams has just gone off on some mm. tangent off script and mm. they've kept it in. It's fucking brilliant. 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 What a
0: man. Do you remember Balky? Yes, Taxi. Is it called Taxi? Balky, yes. and, Balky and Me was it Balky and Me oh no, no, no. Balky's a name of a character in Balky was Balky was the the guy that or my cousin Balky or something like that oh that's the one about the foreign
1: cousin that's who it. lives in the flat with the American and isn't he funny he's yeah. a foreign stereotype yeah. that,
0: was a, that was it that was he's it. crazy <laughs> he's cla- that was it, yeah, it? it was, yeah that was when I, was, I remember when I was, I was like seven I was watching that it was a, ancient but those kind of things that reminded I me... I hated Really, it. you hated it. Did and you? And I hated everyone that watched it. No no, okay. no, 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 I'm joking. No, no. I was a big fan. No, I wasn't.
1: <laughs> now, that was, it was maybe maybe an age that I wasn't... I'm a little bit older than you. Well, I'm probably quite a lot older than you. But I I, I didn't really rate that when that came out, so I didn't watch enough of it, is probably yeah. the case. But I watched Morecambe and Wise. Right. Right. And there were bits in that where Eric would be winding... Uh, Ernie would be winding the show up. And Eric could just be like, have his hat and coat on and would just be walking home and it it was that kind of thing like you were saying about They haven't got these glamorous, glitzy lives because that wasn't Mm. the image back then. It wasn't about how it is now, Mm. you know, with all the glamour and the glitz and the celebrity status and the the playing arenas. Mm. That didn't happen Mm. and they were music hall and they Mm. played to huge crowds, but it was very traditional. Mm. Um, But they still had this real self-deprecating thing and the whole thing that they used to end up in bed together at the end of Mm. every show and no one would question it. Mm. Even as a kid, there was nothing about, there was no Mm. subtext, there was no, they're Mm. gay, there was nothing Mm. about that. It was purely innocent. And it was just, yeah, these two guys just live together and they mm. do everything together and it's not glamorous. They both wear yeah. pajamas and drink tea. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I thought that was so good. Mm. And it but it was of a time. Yeah. And now some of these sitcoms are trying to go back and replicate it a little bit. Mm. And something like Mrs. Brown's Boys, I know this splits opinion one way or the other, Mm. but again, when I'm on Facebook and I see people saying, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen, and I think, what planet are you on, dude? Why are so many people's really good sitcoms not being commissioned because yeah. yeah because some tosser in a suit basically has decided that's not the zeitgeist at the moment and that's not I'm sorry folks listening to this this isn't very funny it's, no, just it's me getting okay. very cross no, you about, gotta be, gotta be, to be about
0: to you, <laughs> no, you got to be honest about got to be honest about how you feel about what, where it is everything is everything's it's, terrible it's like what well, that's a good place to start from. <laughs> as i saying but the uh, the rage with uh, with with the, with the sitcom situation at the moment But you're just annoyed mm. the fact that the things aren't Giving a fair crack of the whip because of the... Yeah, I mean,
1: and it's probably always been the case, but it's, where is the, where is the punk aesthetic? Where are mm. the young kids coming up, rising up, and saying, we're not having this anymore? Mm. And the bit that really sealed it for me was that because my formative years were the 1980s, mm. and it was a pretty dismal time to be a teenager, which mm. is bad at the best of the times anyway having like the threat of nuclear war hanging over your head and there was uh, the, the AIDS warnings coming out and you can have sex and everything was doom and gloom mm-hmm. and a Thatcher government you know with three terms and it was just mm. getting worse and worse and worse and I was getting older and angrier as I, and more outspoken as I was getting older and then suddenly alternative comedy mm-hmm. and that was it for me Mm. you know it suddenly exploded from watching all these TV programs with my dad and then suddenly watching the young ones and him allowing me to watch Mm. that gradually I kind of wore him down he used to hide behind the curtain he used to send me to bed and eventually gave up and just went just watch it it was that and then seeing Alexis Sayle and the comic store and Mm. um, the comedy store I mean and uh, Peter Richens and Aid Edmondson and Rick Mm. Mm. Mayo and then suddenly all of that taking off Um, that was it and Ben Elton was my hero Mm. and I felt so gutted at the end of the 90s when he just turned out to be such a turncoat and everything Alexis said about him was right yeah. that he didn't live it it was all just an act and a front and he was just a, a, a part of the establishment and right. a kiss ass, basically but that's not to take away from his stand up because mm. he I went to see him when I was about 14, 15 mm. and he's still one of the best stand ups i ever saw wow. he did about three hours right? and it, in the series that eventually became The Man from Auntie, he that was his entire series in one show Wow. And he used that show obviously as a jumping-off point, and he, and he built bits into the TV show. Mm-hmm. But it was incredible, you know, an yeah. hour and a half, and we thought, wow, that was amazing. And then that was the break. Wow. And sitting in front of me were Dawn French and Lenny Henry. Wow. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was great. So, uh, but Jen, the point I was trying to get to was that basically there was this whole birth of alternative comedy Mm. and I'm kind of thinking well what's the next thing because now it's become so safe Mm -hmm. and homogenised and now there's this whole backlash against comedy in terms of people being offended Mm. have you seen that thing on social media that uh, Stephen Fry said Mm. Uh, I'll have to uh, basically bring it down to the basics yeah. of what he said uh, because i can't remember it verbatim but it was it's essentially well pe- people have got this agenda now where they think well because i say i'm offended therefore that's got some sort of kudos and cash out mm-hmm. and you should automatically change what it is well you say you're offended that's just your opinion so fucking what mm-hmm. and and i kind of that's what i hold on to is that you've got the right to be offended and you've got the right to complain about it mm-hmm. but don't go crying to other people about it mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Argue your case or vote with your feet and don't go back to a gig or a certain person but don't have that gig shut down. Mm. And that's what pisses me off. You get one person complaining about a single TV and that one person will have it closed down. Mm. You know, the one person writes to the council Mm. and that Places closed down kind of Mm. thing and that's what drives me up the wall because it doesn't represent the majority Mm. it represents people coward and fearful of of, oh we've offended one person Mm. do you know what i mean and i've had it in a club i I did i did a visual joke once um gone down absolutely brilliantly numerous times before and then one time someone didn't like it and they said to the uh, promoter i found that quite offensive and the promoters uh, told me about it afterwards and said you know uh would you mind not using that and I went away thinking about it and I thought, oh my God, I offended that person. I'm really, really sad um, about mm. that. And then, then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what, no. Screw him. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm going to keep using that. Mm-mm. Because <laughs> I find it funny and that's mm. usually my go-to place. Mm. That if I find it funny, <laughs> it's funny and I don't care really mm-hmm. if other people don't although I do a little bit mm-hmm. and then but I'm not going to drop it because that way lies madness and it's like mm-hmm. well if every one out of 30 people doesn't find it funny am I going to then change up something mm-hmm. for that one person mm-hmm. or not and if we're supposed to be like this hugely democratic country mm-hmm. I voted in for the referendum he says linking nicely back to earlier stuff mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to have to suck it aren't I just mm-hmm. like the uh, the rest of us are going to have to mm-hmm. suck it up and we're all going to have to
0: suffer together because that's democracy <laughs> Joyful democracy. I've seen you poems on stage as well, Rick. Yeah. Do you still do poems as well? I you? do. You're like, you yeah, like okay. warrior poet now as well. Right? <laughs> warrior poet? That's the kind of feeling I get. You know, there's a lot of venom in there. I think there's, there's many pages of poetry you have at home, is there? I do like a poem, right? I do like sculpting a poem. I like, yeah, I like
1: the aesthetic of poetry. I've always read a bit of poetry, mm. and then being able to uh, turn it into something humorous, hopefully, is good. I like very, very, very brief ones and then I go into long rambles mm. and, and the whole uh, pig gate scandal with yeah. Cameron was just a gift mm. on a plate and a, one of my, I think one of my favourite poems got written because of that, uh, A Pig's tail, it's mm. called. It's almost a shame he's gone now. Now I'm not yeah. going to have a reason to do that anymore, mm. the bastard. so now I'm going to have to come up with something for
0: Theresa May. Don't worry, they're, be they're weird. Gonna, gonna, something's going <laughs> to pop up, no problem. He's not going to be the first person that fucked a pig, is he? No. No, or, or the last. That's it.
1: Yeah, and, and who knows, maybe I'm missing something. That could be where it's at. Mm. That's one of my fears, you know, is that I'll, I'll get, if, God, you know, God willing, I, I live until I'm, you know, 70 or 80, and, mm. I, and I care less as I get older, and I begin to experiment and let go a bit of things, mm. and I maybe start to, you know, experiment sexually with stuff I've never done before, mm. and then my fear is that I have gay sex, mm. and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me, and I mm. go, fuck. It's Wasted eighty years,
0: man. I could have been doing this in my twenties. <laughs> oh,
1: what it's the not,
0: hell? It's not going to be pretty if you're eighty, is it? When you have animal sex or a, any, it could any be a it could stuff. be a pig,
1: any anything,
0: oh, anything know, you're, you're, like that. I mean, if it's a pig, you've got to really got to you got to hunt them down. You've got to catch them first, isn't it? If you're eighty, it's not going to be easy to catch a pig. That's true. I have to get have to rope someone else into it to help stun the pig. I have I, to be I, a pretty. I know too much about this. St- st- it's, okay.
1: it's not like I couldn't be chasing a pig around the field. I'm gonna right. do the Cameron way. I'll just right. turn up at the next Bullingdon Club meeting, right. and whoever's been groomed to take over as the right. next stormtrooper in charge, mm. I'll just go. Hey, first dibs on pigsy. Used to go on that. That's it. Come <laughs> on, guys, let, let me at least warm the pig up. You <laughs> can finish it off, but you know, spit roast. Yeah, indeed, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to write anything <laughs> off. I'd, I'd love that story to be true, yeah. but it's, it, there's so much stuff out there that's beyond satire mm. politically, mm-hmm. that it's, just, it's almost too lazy to even write about, mm. but that one I found, instead of doing a bit about it or a joke about it, I just thought, no, I'm going to mine that mm. for, for rhymes mm. and for double entendres and for things about pigs, mm. so there's lots of bits about pigs mm.
0: in there, which I liked yeah so yeah but a warrior poet never heard mm. described as warrior poet before calmly then it fills that, that hole in your soul that you said you have that you're constantly looking for that thing Just a bit there. <laughs> is, it, is it less after a less good show? gig after a good gig yeah Yeah, yeah. after a good
1: gig it and maybe a bit of time away from it there's that distance and you, you either think oh I'm really missing that and you go back to it or you think actually no, I'm not missing that and something else needs to fill the void mm. and there's other things I do so I'm you know and, you and, and uh, I play in a band Um, And I I write So at heart really I'm more of a writer Than a performer anyway So I've been writing This children's book For ages and ages Which is like I'm the worst person In the world To write Mm. a children's book Which is why I should do it Mm. Um, So I'm trying to push myself To get this bloody Children's book finished Um, And I did a CD, uh, which, yeah, it will be uh, available to download, so I eventually got bits of material I'm happy with. I used to do a character for Three Counties Radio uh, when Ian Lee was on their show before they dumped him unceremoniously, because two people complained Mm. as a case in point. Somebody lost Mm. their job for no good reason. Um, So yeah, I used to ring his show and do prank calls on him, and and he had me on quite regularly, so I've put all the best ones of that on the CD. Great. Um, so that will be available for download that 's called Rick Pistol barely standing up Great. so if you 're probably not old enough to remember but the the front cover of grace jones's uh album island life mm. is is very famous of her naked standing there doing a pose holding a microphone so I replicated that yeah um which will Put you off your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, and then I, I'm running. I, I, I co-run. I sort of. I'm a, almost assigned a sign of partner in a comedy night locally mm. uh, in St Albans. Mm-hmm. Um, Laughter's the best tonic, which is run by Jonathan Prince. Mm-hmm. So here's my comedy partner He's the driving force Behind it And I kind of Hang on to his Comedic coattails And help him with that Now and again So mm. we take it in turns To MC and, mm. and do that So we've got That coming up So Laughter is the best tonic Is at the Horn of Plenty uh, Now called the Horn In mm. St Albans uh, Tickets will be Available online And it is November 3rd And it has A headliner uh, Abigail Who has been On the telly I think she's married To The, the Mitchell and Webb Yes, she's she's married to the Mitchell and Webb. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Come on, brain. She's married to one half of Mitchell and Webb, but okay, she's she's good. a comedian in her own right, and she's she's been on loads of series in the Tracy Ullman series, and she's done loads of her own comedy in Edinburgh. We're really lucky to have her. She's, she's done loads of comedy in Tilly stuff. So, okay. uh, so she's our headliner. I mm. will uh, be in seeing the gig after that, so I'm doing the Christmas spectacular. <laughs> Which is, what date? that would be the first Thursday of December Oh right, first Thursday of December, okay There you go, so first Thursday is is easy enough to remember Mm. At the Horn, and Jonathan has booked all the acts And everything is totally and utterly under control And it'll be wonderful, and tickets will be available online And Mm. it'll be gorgeous, and then I will be able to bring people's Christmas down Mm. Set the Christmas season up early for (laughs)
0: abject misery Right, and then you can just go into a cave and sit there staring oh, at the wall, bliss. <laughs> Two weeks. Just
1: bliss. Yeah. If that was my real Christmas, was in a cave staring at a wall for a couple of weeks with an iPad, <laughs> without oh Facebook, <laughs> with no technology. Yeah. Foraging, foraging for food. I'd be useless. That I'd be dead in hours. I'd eat the wrong berry, and that'd be game a over. Bit like into the wild. What? Good. That's amazing. I, I know relatively few people have seen that. Isn't that great? It's a good film. It is a good film, very it sad. Is. It is sad, isn't it? Spoilers, it, but yeah, yeah,
0: very, very sad. He dies in the end. <laughs> 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 we will die in the end. Look, we all die in the end, fuck it. It's the exactly. yeah, it. that's it's, how every film makes it. It's a right? spoiler for everyone, you it know? Is. know. It it. great <laughs> and he died in. The end alert. <laughs> exactly. Every, I've never thought that's
1: of it the, like that. Mm, Every single film, yeah. Mm,
0: mm, James Bond gets away again, but ultimately he's gonna die. That's true. But it keeps changing, so he's never technically it's a different one different personality. Time he's here. regenerating. To be fair, I think the new James Bond is a bit of like a bit of a cardboard cutout and he really. Oh, you be careful. I'm a Bond fanatic. Okay, mate. Right. All right. All and right. I, I like the Craig. Calm right. down. <laughs> okay, yeah. no, I will the... release my okay. stranglehold in just was... a second. Okay, just, just yeah, loose loosen up a bit, okay? <laughs> sleep. Go to sleep. The Daniel Craig. The Daniel Craig. The Daniel Craig. A yep. bit of a cardboard cutout. I like him. Okay. I think he can sell the action. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea. I don't think he's got much emotion. He's just too bland. He's the face of this. He's the
1: guy that gets stopped on the street every day. And mm. people like you it's people like you who stop him and go I don't like you Daniel Craig you're a cardboard cutout and you're just a corporate whore yep uh, I can't believe we ended up arguing about Daniel Craig I could spend I a whole hour arguing about James Bond
0: and telling you exactly where you're wrong where did it go wrong oh oh yeah um, what was the other one uh, that, that film with uh, Ca- Casino Royale Huh? just solitaire wasn't it oh my god this it's... is going to end in a fist fight <laughs> <laughs> I just, just I just really a like friendly you. throat punch at the end <laughs> that's just friendly yeah, just a little love <laughs> yeah. tap <laughs> I'm, on. I'm two or three films behind so I mean look, I'm have you not watched the other ones since no. Casino I seen then you have got absolutely
1: zero to start with my friend if you think this you is don't science. like Casino Royale right you're not going to like the next <laughs> one I'm going to give you a heads up you're not going to like Quantum of Solace see I felt that yeah you're not going to like that you're going to like Skyfall you're going to go okay that's a better film and then you're going to be all built up for Spectre which isn't quite as good but it's still a good film mm and it has its place It's of its time Like we were saying About comedy I'm going to draw it back right. It's of okay. its time Rog wouldn't work now mm. Timothy Dalton Would work now mm. Bess Brosnan Wouldn't work now mm. Sean Connery, Arguably yeah, wouldn't wear it now. he's too old now, anyway. He he is, but you need to if you could. No, he's too old. I still would.
0: And it, it's too. It was, it was more toe in cheek in it. It didn't take itself so seriously. I mean, the,
1: yeah. the the Connery films as they went on got more and more humorous. But he mm. starts in quite a hard place. He's a mm-hmm. he's a hard nut. He's okay. he's very Craigian That he bit when he's sitting in cold blood. That bit
0: when he's sitting in the, in, in the, the that's a bit in, in the, the hut in Doctor No, and he shoots the guy. Yeah, eight just times. waiting. Yeah, just waiting. At, but what waiting wait, wait in the apartment as well? He's just waiting the apartment for that guy to come in. He just shoots him and yeah. leaves. Yeah, that's yeah, true. They strange. edited it. That's true. In strange. the film, he
1: only shoots him two or three times, I think. Yeah. Once in the back. But I think in the original cut, he empties his gun into him, and they yeah. said, actually, that's a bit too much. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's girl, dead girl, yeah, that's him. a bit grim. But but I like that. That yeah. That's how the character's written in the mm-hmm. books. He's a cold, hard bastard, you know. And they've kind of... they. <laughs> They've loosened him up a bit He doesn't drink as much He doesn't shag around as much He certainly doesn't smoke on screen any much Because times have changed And the producers are a bit antsy about that But he's a killer Just babes now Can you imagine? It's going to happen, isn't it? Can you imagine? If they gave it, they're talking about nice. giving it to the next actor, is that guy whose name escapes. Uh, no, Idris would be awesome. No, I'm thinking of that English actor who's really kind of thin and a bit of fat and he plays Loki in the Thor films.
0: Nah, it's not, he's not hard enough, is he? No, and it, it could, is, I could like, see him
1: vaping, just sort of lounging around in a cravat, mm-hmm. you know, in his apartment, mm-hmm. not so much fighting Spectre as, you know, like, diddling about on
0: just Candy can't... Crush. Pop into like a, one of those cafes and order some cereal, you know, of like uh, oh that cereal killer yeah, cafe that that's got it. done over in the riots. I oh, did it.
1: Did you not hear oh, about it? done
0: over.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's run by two hipsters. Yeah, right. right. And uh, the, so all the all the cereal in it is American cereal, and they charge you three fifty a bowl or however Jesus, much, right. however much right. it is. Yeah. You know, fair play, money spinner. If they want to fleece dim bulbs who are happy to part with their money because it's a, a cool thing to do, awesome. Mm. Take your money, my friend. Mm-hmm. They did not deserve to have their shop no, beaten true. to a pulp by, by people rioting. Mm. No people riot... This is the hard left. They're rioting in the wrong place. Obviously, they didn't have any lucky charms. Yeah, oh, get your coat. Boom! This, this is what people need to do. Have you ever seen the film V for Vendetta? Right, you know the whole anonymous mm. online and the V masks, mm-hmm. right? Everyone should watch that film. Mm. That is what we need to be doing. Everyone, November 5th, on the streets of London...
0: Taking back what is ours. Okay. The Houses of
1: Parliament. We're going to end this interview in a thank riot. You,
0: thank you for joining me on the <coughs> An- Anarchist Podcast. <laughs> this is our final transmission. Uh, see you on the 5th of November. Where Rick, is that? Riva's now, now in prison. I think, I think we're done. I think we're done. I think we should finish it on the I Guy Fawkes and um, the destruction of England. Possible... Uh, Flash mob that we're going to have On the 5th of November but That's what we'll get known as the <laughs> <of> This podcast <laughs> no, <he's gonna> just, <laughs> Everyone be talking about be... the it podcast He
1: managed to do 19 successful podcasts Until that last one Where it all went batshit And so it went crazy And just by mass mass And even a riot
0: Yeah Rick Thank you for coming on the show Thank you man It's been great I've really enjoyed talking to you And the next show you have Is on the 3rd of November and that is in The Horn, is it? The Horn, St. Albans. Oh, it's Hor- yeah, Horn of St. Albans. You've yeah. got a great headliner. With great support
1: acts. And check out the website. Local town, Check out the website. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on pretty much everything. Tickets are usually cheaper online. Brilliant. So do that. Can I pop my clothes back
0: on? You can pop your clothes back on, Thank yeah. You. But Rick, it's been great to have you on. Thank you, very Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. And that was episode 18 with Rick Pistol. We had a bit of a debate, me and Rick, at the end there about James Bond. I had to watch all three films within about a day or so because I needed to catch up. I watched Spectre, didn't think much of it. I watched The Quantum of Solace, which oh, I didn't think... Of but Skyfall, he was right, was the best one of a lot of them. Uh, it hasn't really changed my opinion massively on Daniel Craig, but he did suit those films, to be fair. Uh, you know, I'll let him have that one. It's right. He was right. If you like this podcast and you want to follow us on Twitter, we're there at The Comedy Defect. If you want to follow me, it's at Winter Phonander. If you want to come see my live stand-up gig dates, you can find them on my website, which is winterphonander.com. The next guest we have on the show is Dave Tessonis. Dave Tosonas is a comedian very funny man. I've gigged him in before. If you like this podcast and you want to donate to us, we're on Patreon. Just go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast and donate as much or as little as you want. Now, if you can't kick something back to us, just leave us a nice review on iTunes or Podbean. I say, guys, it really helps. Episode 19 is with David Tussonus. That's it from now from The Comedy Defect Podcast. We'll see you next time for episode 19.